Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. they had direct deposit is your tax return like your tax oh, refund yeah. that yeah. shit would take ages <laughs> your tax refund right now <laughs> like before back in direct my day, deposit before direct deposit anybody D-D-D. who's like five <laughs> yeah anybody who's two thousand five years yeah Anybody who's like even five years younger than me is like, I don't know why they ever had. Not, what did you do when there wasn't direct deposit? Oh, you let me tell you about checkbooks, checkbooks and managing that. When's the last time oh. you wrote a physical check? Um, I did write a physical check like six months ago, but it was for something where forget what it was it was for some kind of donation and they needed a check they couldn't they they were not set up to take they were like we could take paypal and you can pay three percent on it or i I was like i'm giving you a check but (laughs) but that was the reason and it was very yeah we don't who who uses checks anymore i'm trying to get rid of the ones i have yeah, I just opened up my checkbook to see like when you the last have it time handy. I... I didn't even know where to look for it when I needed it. <laughs> no, I have it in my office. Like i i keep I keep this the stuff like organized. I just like don't use it. Like who uses yeah. checks? <laughs> who uses checks? Like I looked at yeah. my checkbook just now, and mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure that I got this at least six years ago because I've been in this I house remember for being in over high school years, so. or middle school or high school and actually go someone teaching me how to read a check, like what parts of the check. Yes. Oh, yeah. You, me too. you know, yeah. what is a routing number and how mm-hmm. to find it and, you know, all of that. Mm-hmm. And uh, my kid doesn't even know what a checkbook is. So, uh, no. you know, completely useless kid- information now. Yeah, my child barely understands like how credit cards work. No, my child does know that because my child just took me on the very first mall shopping experience (laughs) with her best friend. She said she needed to go to the mall to hang out and each of them had a debit card and phone. They walked in like they knew their business. They knew which stores to go. They started with Sephora, ended up in Claire's. And hit every store in between. She bought herself Converse shoes and ear cuffs, like studs for a year, but cuffs because she doesn't want to get it pierced. And um, and then a whole bunch of like lip gloss and makeup. And they tried, they went into Sephora and tried every damn thing. And then they were walking around with little bags of shopping bags. 
like they had accomplished something. I had to take a picture and all that because, but you, and, and I wasn't supposed, I wasn't allowed to have a discussion with any of it. It was her money that she had earned through chores and she has a debit okay. card that holds all that. And I just was like the, sh- you know, chauffeur in the back, just walking behind them, carrying bags you, for them. You didn't take her to the dollar store. No, <laughs> but she, no, she, I have taken her to the dollar store before. I've yes. taken her to the dollar store. She prefers five below. Oh, I know. The kids do prefer five below. And you know what's crazy <laughs> is like I feel like kids are going to grow up thinking that five below is like the dollar store. Okay. Yeah. Another weird thing that I just – and this is like we're going to talk about Real Housewives of New York at some right. point today. But <laughs> but like I was just talking to a friend of mine about like how my kids at least for the last three years have like not really gone into stores as much because mm-hmm. – Especially like, so we moved to, but when we, but before Noah was born, so six years mm-hmm. ago, before I had Noah and it was just Aiden, we used to do things with him. Like we would take him yeah. to the grocery store because it was just our one baby, right? Yeah. And then Noah was born and I was like, I'm not taking this fucking newborn to the grocery store. <laughs> like, so we would just only still take Aiden. And then when Noah was a baby is when we were in the hospital then with Aiden. Yeah. And so for like a year, we were like not going, you know, we were just taking right. turns and somebody was doing groceries for us. And then after that, even when Ada was fine, we got so used to like not taking the kids to the grocery store right. that like right. going to the store with the kids is not a thing that we do. The only time we go right. is for back to school to buy them new backpacks and new lunch boxes and new water yeah. bottles. That's it. Those are the yeah. only things that they go to Target for. They never go to Walmart because we don't have one very close by. We have like a super uh-huh. Walmart in like Kearney, right. which is like mm-hmm. 20 minutes away. Yeah. But recently, like six months ago, we just were like running errands. And I was like, hey, you know what it was? This is when my in-laws were in Pakistan. This is January. Yeah. So I was like, let's go to the grocery store and let's just take the kids with us just to get the fuck out of the house. Right. Mm-hmm. And you would think that I took my children to the fucking North Pole at Santa's fucking workshop. And these kids were like, oh my God, those are the Danimals my friend brings to snack time. And I like that string cheese. And mama, isn't that the coffee that you drink? I was like, shut <laughs> up. Like they were so excited. <laughs> and know. then and then we had to go to Walmart for something because like usually yeah. my in-laws do the Walmart and Costco runs, you know, for the big yeah. bulk items. Yeah. So we went to Walmart with them. And yeah. again, these kids were so excited. They're like, this is amazing. Thank you for bringing us to Walmart. <laughs> and what's crazy is I grew up I grew up at a time where shopping at Walmart was very embarrassing. Like oh. because we were we were like a working class immigrant family, we couldn't afford to shop at the mall. Like I don't think yeah. I went to the mall to buy mm-hmm. clothes until I was in high school maybe and even then it was very complicated because all they had was Abercrombie and Fitch and my fat ass didn't fit into that so it was like very complex relationship with the mall it was it was traumatic malls were traumatic to me even when I came from India I came from India (laughs) and I was more comfortable in Walmart than I was in the mall because I would walk (laughs) into the mall and I didn't understand what I was looking at is this is this a shirt is this a top is this something I can wear is it something I should wear inside something because it was like I don't understand this I want a big shirt and a big pant that covers up most of my body I don't want this fancy shit so I remember then feeling like when I was a kid like oh yeah it's so embarrassing we do all of our shopping at Mm -hmm. Walmart like 
school clothes, Walmart and Kmart. Yeah. Like that's it, right? Mm-hmm. It's oh, just hilarious. Kmart. The, Kmart. So 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 Kearney, <laughs> you're talking about Kearney. Kearney is where I live when I first yeah. came here. And yeah. the only thing there was was that Kmart on that very first street. Yes. That was the the Kmart in the area. And that's all. I lived in the Kmart. <laughs> <laughs> right. So like now it's just so funny that my kids treat Walmart like it's going to Disney World. I'm, and like, I think that's good parenting. I think is, that's good parenting because <laughs> uh, you just saved a ton of money. You don't have to take them to Disney World, first of all. This is Disney World. You get all the toys, Disney toys in Walmart. So there you go. But also, you have deprived them enough that they appreciate the little things in life. I think that's a good parenting. I wish that that was true. Well, thank you. I appreciate that. And I wish it was true because unfortunately, I also have monsters that are like, did you buy it on Amazon yet? When is it going to get here? And I'm like, Amazon is their Walmart. They they know how to shop on Amazon. My daughter keeps putting things into into my card all the time. They know Amazon. They don't understand a physical store because they, for them, it's like, okay, so Walmart is like all the stuff we see online on Amazon and it's on shelves so you can actually touch it. Oh my God, that's exciting. Exactly. <laughs> Noah, they're so they're such dicks now too. Like if they tell me like, oh, did you order it? And I'm like, I did. And they're like, two days later, they'll be like, did you actually order it? And I'm like, no, I did. It'll get here in like two weeks. And they're like, that's not possible. When you order stuff from Amazon, it comes in two days because we have Amazon Prime. And I'm like, why are you you bullying me? (laughs) Sometimes my daughter will pick like three things and she'll say, order all three. And I will order one because I know she's going to forget (laughs) about the other two. And it's just the one thing that's important and what she needs. And she'll be like, okay, but I said three things and there's only one in this package. What happened to the other two? And I'm like, oh, they ran out of it. I love telling It's stuck in China because of the pandemic. It's still coming. (laughs) It's been delayed. I had to to cancel the order because it was delayed and it never was going to show up. So I canceled (laughs) it. You know, Sai talks this episode of New York about like this like you know, a dollar store Christmas tree she had, and it's so small. Mm-hmm. Now, funny, we mentioned Kmart. Our Christmas tree, which is a plug-in Christmas tree, is mm-hmm. from Kmart, right? Our store. Very big. Our store. bought it in New Jersey, and we've been carrying it. <laughs> so, so like you know, very basic. First of all, let me just say this: we are a Muslim family that just started celebrating Christmas, like five years ago okay so our christmas is very low stakes it's not a very big christmas tree it's probably about my height maybe a little bit shorter than me same very small right same it's a little christmas tree i definitely think that my kids one day are going to be like we didn't really grow up with christmas because my mom had a christmas tree that she would just shove into the corner of the room yeah from kmart and the and the ornaments were really we really didn't have janky. stockings we had made socks filled with <laughs> filled with samosas that's all we had <laughs> socks filled with samosas <laughs> and if we didn't finish our food they would beat us with the samosas inside of the socks. <laughs> 
yeah, I feel like my kids, because, you know, we always try. We try to give our kids the best of everything. But, like, our kids are still going to grow up one day and be like, I had so much trauma in my life. <laughs> my mom had a fucking Kmart Christmas tree that she just carried around for me. <laughs> I was born in Maryland. I don't even know how old that Christmas tree is. <laughs> the Christmas tree is older than me. <laughs> yeah. Half the lights exactly. don't work. <laughs> Half the lights don't work. That's another thing that I started to notice like five years in. I'm like, oh, why is this so dull? <laughs> the lights don't work anymore. And I like refuse to get a new one because, again, we are not a new string of lights and put it over the old string of lights that don't work. <laughs> there you go. There's lights. Yes. I'm like, let's light a couple of like candles nearby and not even real yeah. candles, like yeah. battery operated ones. Yeah. <sighs> All right. That's well, Christmas in a non non Christian home. <laughs> yeah, it's Christmas in a non Christian immigrant. Home. Christmas are fun. Exactly. <laughs> there's, none, there's no semblance of Christmas other than the light. <laughs> exactly. All right. Well, we're 12 minutes in, and we have not really. Uh, <laughs> okay. Before we talk about Real Housewives of New York, the episode, um, did you see that Aaron made a statement, sort mm-hmm. of? About how she had donated to the uh, st- to stop the steal. <laughs> she had or she hadn't. I thought no, she so she so her statement was that <clears throat> she believes. Okay, hold on. Let me actually find it. Let me stop being a a stupid. It was person a lot of words, but not anything. It was a meaningful. lot of words that mm, don't really say anything. Um, hold on. Let me try to find it. I tweet too much and now I can't find it. Um, you know, why don't you just vibe for a second while it looks? Yeah, really sure. Off. I can talk to you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So she basically, I think if I remember correctly, she basically said that she believes the um, there was no fraud in the election. She believes Biden was, uh, you know, uh, was elected fairly and she doesn't think the votes were stolen. She does uh, not. Um, believe the big lie, whatever, something along those lines. But she never explained, at least from the ones that I saw online, um, I don't think she ever explained why she ended up donating that. Was it like... uh, was it like a annual subscription that just got so she just subscribed like monthly donation and it just she just ended up paying it until she realized she was paying for it like yeah, something it was- along those lines i'm like you, you may have a real real reason for it that may be an excuse but you didn't even give me that yeah you didn't give so me any in- excuse initially she had like posted i think online right and you had sent me a text i think um mm-hmm. i think like made a comment because somebody was like oh but she also like doesn't believe in the election or like somebody said yeah. oh she's an election denier so yeah and then commented on that person's uh comment saying i'm not an election de- denier and i'm hoping to make a statement people have been really kind once they understood the situation stay tuned so that is what she said previously yeah and then th- this variety article comes out or page six or something and in which the statement that she said is kind of like a nothing burger she said she said i do not deny the election and have never supported stop the steal i unequivocally believe that the 2020 presidential election was fair and the president was rightfully elected 
Um, and then when people were like, okay, but she donated to it, her representatives did not immediately provide any further context for her post-election donations. Yeah. So what... So, what, you know, uh, many of us are subscribed to stuff that we don't know we are subscribed to and then we realize, you know, we've been paying for some, uh, you know, some, you know, Netflix account, is another Netflix account or something like that happens all the time. But give that reason then. Say that I, you, I, I did donate before, but after the election, I did not. And I think I would have more respect for you if you said you donated before, but not after. And it, it just they just kept withdrawing from my account and I had to stop it or whatever, right? She could have given an example or explanation for that, but she didn't. There is literally no explanation. She doesn't even mention the fact. And the reason why people are calling you an election denier is because you donated after the election. So what yeah. what gives? What is that about? And so that's yeah. something that she doesn't address. So it's... Um, Thanks for nothing. We'll see. Yeah. Yeah. Um, all right. So this episode, uh, it's the, the, the ladies are in the Hamptons at Aaron's house and uh, mm. everybody's waking up and our sister Jessel this is, the, is, this is the, this is after the Christmas Eve, <laughs> the Christmas morning episode. <laughs> this, this is, is the night Christmas before morning? was the Christmas tree. Oh yeah, that's exactly. That's right. The <laughs> night before Jessel complained that she looked like a Christmas tree. The next morning she's waking up and you know what I realized about Jessel is Jessel is an auntie. That's what she is. Yeah. She's like, it's so cold. My nipples hurt. I couldn't get any sleep. (laughs) Jenna Lyons probably left because her house has an ocean view and your house doesn't. (laughs) She doesn't. She tries to stir the pot and she's so bad at it that Erin just turns back, turns it back at her. She's like, are you saying my house is not as good as Jenna Lyons' house? And she's like, oh, no, not me. I'm here. <laughs> like, <laughs> she's so ridiculous. Yes. She's like, yeah. she's like, I'm going to call Jenna and I'm going to see where she's at. And then she's like, oh, I can't even call her because I have no signal in this house. I can't do anything. The Wi-Fi. What's the wi I was like, oh, my God. Jessel think- is. So here's what I feel like. Jessel has been with her, with Pavit, and she's been with home with the twins. And she's been stuck there for so long that she's just gotten complaining and nagging has become her default. And I think yeah. she's not used to being around other people and not being the person that she is with Pavit. <laughs> she just yeah. goes on and on about it. <laughs> it's so, it's so, okay. So here's the thing about Jessel. I, she was driving me crazy last week. Yeah. This week, okay. She is such an asshole. She's like, I have to say this. She's like a Ramona level asshole, guys. Like yeah. Yeah. her complaints are Ramona level complaints. And it's crazy to me. But not – it's actually not crazy to me. It's very on brand that the one Desi girl would be the Ramona of this group. And not in the racism way, but just like in the inconsiderate asshole who doesn't think about what they're saying or what they're doing kind of way. Because Mm -hmm. she also does the other thing that Ramona does, which is when you keep pointing out that you're being an asshole, she'd be like, oh, well, now that you say it, I am sorry. And you know what? You're probably right. But then like turns around and then continues to say the same thing over right. and over again. Yeah. Yeah. And and the thing is like, you know, people talk about like Karen's like, oh, Karen's, yeah. these white women are Karen's. The original Karen is the Desi auntie. 
Like yes. there's, there's no comparison to, yeah. you know, the, the, yes, the Karens are mean and they're racist. They mm-hmm. Andes are just mean and actually kind of racist. They have racist <laughs> too. They're colorist. They're racist. They're, they're homophobic. They can they're run the gamut too. They can yeah, run exactly. the gamut too. But um, yeah, they can be, they are bitter about their lives and they take it out on everything else. So they complain yeah. about everything around them. Jessel and I think um Uba said that uh, sort of um she says yeah she just had her baby and she's just being she's just hard um you know she's going through a hard time I think that's a nice way of saying that she's just miserable she's just yeah. miserable she's a miserable person and she's going to take it out on everybody else and and you know what I found mm-hmm. it quite entertaining this episode I thought it was entertaining too I found myself laughing my ass off at all of the all of the shenanigans i think everybody is funny everybody is trying too hard still yeah um and everybody is it's such a weird thing because they are all so unnaturally pushed together like they are in a big brother house and now they have to get along and they also have been there's also a burden on them that they have to represent diversity And that they have to represent tolerance and they have to sort of be better than the old New York um, cast. And so they're trying so hard to walk the line being just shitty human beings, but not racist. Like I'm shitty about everything else, but I'm not a racist. Exactly. Exactly. (laughs) Or I'm not a classist. And that's what they're trying to do. And it's it's so funny to watch them struggle through the whole thing. (laughs) Exactly. So Jenna Lyons comes back and we find out that, you know, Jenna had left and all this stuff. Do you think that it's a big deal that Jenna left the night before? I think Jenna was freezing her ass off and (laughs) she just did not want to confront Erin about it. She found Erin and everybody else seems to be enjoying things. And she said, you know what, I'm just going to slip out and I'll deal with it tomorrow. And that's what she did. And I think someone... If I'm Jenna's age and I'm closer to Jenna's age, you get to a point where you don't want to be playing. Like, I don't want to be staying in a place where I'm uncomfortable. I don't want to be, Mm -hmm. you know, I just, I've come to a point where I deserve and I want comfort the way on my terms. And I can, if I can do that without hurting anybody and without being rude or obnoxious, I'm going to go ahead and do it because I'm going to take care of myself first. And I think that's where she was coming from. 1,000%. I'm not close to Jenna's age. I'm closer to the other women's ages. Mm -hmm. And I would, if I saw Jenna Lyons leaving and I was that cold, I'd be like, Jenna, please take me with you. Like, I also don't want to be like up partying with these women. It's very, very cold. There's no self-signal here. I'm actually surprised Jessel didn't hop a ride with Jenna. I'm surprised Uba didn't. I think that's why they are all mad. Yeah. They're all <laughs> mad that they were stuck in a cold, snackless, Wi-Fi-less house. And they were like, why are we here? We don't even like this girl. That's where it's coming from. Isn't I think it- they all wanted to party with Jenna. They would rather hang out with Jenna than they would hang out with Erin. They'd rather just go and get a good night's rest in Jenna's house where she probably like she stopped and got them good coffee that like right. dreamy fancy coffee. Yeah. And then it is isn't it shocking that Aaron didn't have any breakfast foods for them? 
Right. Just because you didn't want to have something heavy, wouldn't you have other things? I don't know. I don't know. Like no granola, no cereal, no bagels. Well, she did declare the uh, dinner before. Well, fine. If you guys don't want anything, I'll just make coffee. That's all you'll have. So I think Erin was like pissed off that anything she did was in the the girls were demanding too much and she just gave up. Okay. I think she was also, you know, drunk and hungover so she just slept in okay if i was sitting there in the bed and i was like Mm -hmm. oh jenna's not here um i would and all these girls come into my bedroom i'd be like hey let me just uber eat some bagels while we wait to figure out like so because jenna is not jenna's the only one that said she didn't want to eat that she Mm could have she could have still made it and even at the dinner the last night she could have said well you don't have to eat it then everybody else will eat it i'm still making it yeah. First of all, you know that the the heat isn't working in your house. You obviously know that already. Your room is the only one that's warm. Yeah. And you are comfortable, but you know that the rest of the girls haven't been comfortable. You would actually go out of your way to make them comfortable in the morning by me giving yeah. them some hot breakfast. Yeah. Exactly. And not even laying out your teas and coffees out. They're like they had to come in asking where's the tea? Where's the coffee? And <laughs> you're still in bed. And like I would have been like, where is there a can of Pringles that the caviar people left behind? Because I got to eat something. (laughs) Um, Aaron is like very salty about all of it. Like when Jenna comes, she's like, I'm so I'm getting angry. I'm getting angry. I just wanted to like slap Aaron because like Aaron and I don't listen. I'll be very honest with you. It could just be because (laughs) Aaron donated to stop the steal Mm -hmm. that I am so angry at her. But I'm also mostly angry at her because of the food situation. Like I'm I'm offended because it's like such a big part of Jewish culture to feed you. Mm-hmm. Like especially Jewish yeah. moms. Right, they're always like, right. they're like Desi moms. They're like, like a lot like Desi people. Yeah. They just they're I mean I came to your house and I had so much food laid out. Like when I woke up, there was like a whole platter laid out for me. Yeah. It, but it's that's a thing, right? Like, yeah. but I also like I grew up with a lot of Jewish friends, and that is such a big part of Jewish culture. And like, and us also Israeli culture, like Middle right. Eastern culture, is very heavily about like right. feeding people. Like, there would be a spread in the morning, no matter where you are, right? So, yeah. I think that is what is making me the most angry. Forget the stop the steal stuff. I feel like that is that's whatever at this point. Now no. I'm just pissed that this woman is not feeding her. <laughs> Because it's so, it's, and then you're asking them to work out. Like, I, if I was Uba, I would be like, you have to feed me. Like, you can't, (laughs) you can't ask me to do exercise without feeding me. Yeah. Uba was satisfied with the hunk that showed up. She was like, oh, my African brother (laughs) showed up. My brother. He was like, oh, we are African sister, African brother. I'm like, "Uh, I don't think that's what Uba thinks of you. (laughs) <laughs> also, Bryn also joins them. Um, she says, uh, Uba says that she looks like a pimp. And I was very confused about Bryn's outfit, but she comes and she's just like, she's just like, what do you think about Bryn's flirting? I think I'm okay with it. I think she gets away with it. She's beautiful, obviously. And she has made it clear that she does. She wants to flirt with anybody and everybody because she's looking for a sugar daddy. And that's it. She doesn't want to be working. She has a great job and she doesn't want to be working. So she's looking for somebody that she can settle down with. So she's going all hard on it. 
I guess. I just think that Bryn is really trying hard to be like a Sonia Morgan type here. Yeah. And I think that's what's bothering me is like it just it's coming off so try hard that like she's irritating me also because she's a young person. I'm like, Bryn, yeah, don't. <laughs> that's how I feel. Yeah. Um. So they are uh why what is somebody online said Britain looks like a cross between mandy moore and topanga if mandy yes. moore and topanga had a baby yeah she definitely <laughs> like, looked oh my like God, topanga that's so a lot that's all that perfect. hair too that's perfect yeah um so yeah. okay Bryn starts to compare her not going to catch that situation with jenna leaving what do you make of that I don't think it's the same situation, obviously, but also, um, like you said, I don't think the going to catch was just a going to catch situation, right? We still think it has something to do with Lizzie. Um, I think there was that complication, but um, Jenna didn't go home and then go to another party, go to someone else's house to sleep over and have like post on Instagram and say, oh, I'm, I'm having a sleepover here. She just went home to her own home, like she said she was going to, and then came back the next morning bearing gifts. Aaron yeah. didn't do that, so yeah. not Aaron. Bryn didn't do that, so it's not the same thing. But I'm I'm appreciating Bryn trying to bring up some major drama. She's trying. Yeah, she's trying. <laughs> she doesn't make any sense. Uba needs a translator, yeah. and I, I honestly right. I did too. She's talking about killing dogs. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's like this is like French I don't understand it yes so I I also think that Bryn is um obviously trying to make a lot of attention on her like she shares that like weird dating hack where she says I look at my own nudes in front of men and then like I was like wait I the way okay I think what's confusing me about Bryn is like I don't know women in their 30s that behave this way. And I'm not saying every woman exactly. in their 30s. Exactly. It seems more like, a, um, I, I think it makes sense when you say that she was uh, auditioning for VPR. Vanderpump. Yes. I think that's where this kind of behavior would fit. Yeah, like this type of, the way she's acting is almost like a Lala Kent in her early 20s. Yes. And it's like she's acting like Lala in her early 20s, like, and which makes sense because you're in your right. early 20s and you do dumb right. shit like that to like right. fuck Saudi shakes in on yachts, right? Fine. Yeah. And or reverse cowgirl them as Bryn yeah. does. But like, or you do this shit in your like 50s when you're Sonia Morgan with like a bunch of like rando old dudes in New York City, right? Yeah, and you have a whole bunch of regrets in your life and you're just trying to make up for it. Exactly. Bryn behaving this way in her 30s is I think the thing that I find so strange because I'm like I Yeah, you nailed it. That's the part that like is this. not Yeah, there's a there's a cognitive dissonance there. <laughs> I don't quite understand that and I think you're right and I think that's what sort of um um, that's where it comes off as she's trying too hard for the show and she's yeah. doing it for the camera. Yeah. Also about that whole thing with like Jenna, where she's really trying to stir up this thing of like, oh, how are Aaron and Jenna now best friends? It's because it's Jenna Lyons and Aaron wants to get something from Jenna and all that stuff like that. I think what's really funny here is 
obviously Bryn is still mad at Aaron over the Lizzie mm-hmm. situation. Bryn and Aaron do not like each other. And right. Aaron probably really hates the fact that Bryn is the reason why her friend was not asked to come back right. to the show, right? Right. So I think that it's really interesting because now if we go back to that theory of Jenna joining the cast a couple of weeks after this group mm-hmm. has already been hanging out, Bryn is pissed pissed off because she can tell that Aaron is trying to maybe get Jenna in her circle instead of, right. you know, and like pushing Bryn out. Like the way she keeps saying like, oh, everybody holds me to a different standard. It's like, girl, we've known you for two episodes. We don't know what yeah. standard these women are holding you to. But also Cy and Aaron are fine. And yeah. even though Cy didn't catch. So it's not yeah. like that. Like, it's a lot of she's having like a very nonsensical private experience. And she's right. really reaching and right. it's so but also when she says that it's because that's jenna lines and aaron just flat out says maybe i like her more i love and, that and even as aaron is saying that and even as Brynn is saying that this because that's jenna lines and you can get something from jenna lines you don't get it from me nobody else is affected by it they're not shocked by it they are not they don't think of that as a shocking moment that they have to respond to they're like, yeah, whatever. And it's true. You're not generalized. And they're not like, none, nobody's offended either. Aaron isn't yeah. offended either. So it's yeah. almost like you're just stating facts. Yes, we would respect Jenna more than you. We just know you for a little while. But Jenna, yeah. we know, has connections. And she comes with a lot of, you know, um, she has that standing in society that we don't want to necessarily uh, insult her or ha- hold a grudge against her for a long yeah, so, I mean, Jenna's a respectable woman in, like, the industry, and Bryn wants to fuck your dad. Like, I don't... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't... Yeah. <laughs> How are the we doing right now? The only thing else about Jenna are her lashes. Yes, uh, exactly. So, yes, it's, it's, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Um, okay, so they get into this thing about Jessel isn't pleasable, which... Again, they see That's again, again, Aaron did a great job. I'm appreciating Aaron as a housewife and her skill yes. set did in, in yeah. other sense. As a person, maybe I don't like her so much, but as a housewife, I can appreciate that she not only doesn't um, doesn't fall for the baiting that Aaron, uh, that Bryn does, she is like, okay, I'm going to flip it over and I'm, I'm going to pick a different victim here. So I'm going to flip it over and say that Jessel, there's no pleasing to Jessel. And that way now the focus is all on Jessel and nobody's talking about my situation with Brynn or yes. my situation with Jenna. She just does a quick flip and now everybody's talking about Jessel and her, you know, no sex life life and all of her, you know all of her, her rudeness and everything her, she's so rude and i she did this thing which again is like such a daisy auntie thing where everybody's like you were being not nice and like whatever mm-hmm. all this stuff right and then jessel says okay fine maybe i'll just never speak again i'll just keep all my thoughts to myself <laughs> that is- I was like, your mother has talked you well little child <laughs> I'm like, oh, that is so Daisy Auntie. Like, oh my God. Name best. I, that, that's it. Yeah. Like, I'm just going to stay quiet this whole time. Yeah. Nobody I don't have any me. rights. Yeah. Of course. I yeah. don't have any rights to say anything anymore. You guys know. know the, you guys know best. You know everything. Um, you know, I'm only lived on this earth for 40, you know, 85 years, but sure, you know more than me. Uh, I don't know anything. Yeah. 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 <laughs> 
the I have no rights is so on point. <laughs> so all of our moms, what right do I have to say anything? Nobody yeah. listens yeah. to me anyway. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, I'm always wrong. That's like yeah. what Jessel started doing. And it's, it's just so funny because Jenna pointed it out so well to say, Jessel says mean things, then says she's sorry, and then turns around and continues saying the mean thing. And I'm like, she's Ramona, guys. That's who Jessel is. She's a Ramona slash Kyle. Okay, we have adjusted our our <laughs> assessment. She's Ramona slash Kyle because she's very self-conscious of her image as Kyle would be, but then she's also rude like Ramona. Exactly. Exactly. Um, they go back to their. Do you think Jessel has ever gone into a dollar store? Oh, she no sat way. through that whole conversation just staring, like I don't know what they're talking about. What She's like, "What dollar? is a dollar store? Is it where you go to get dollars?" Like she yeah. would have no idea. Is it the she ATM? Has no is the ATM called a dollar store? <laughs> <laughs> the dollar. <laughs> is that what Americans call the ATM? <laughs> yeah. Okay, before they go home to dinner, I wanted to ask you this. So they first, when they went to this like lunch, suddenly everybody has khakis, but they go to this lunch and they're like super dressed up, some of these girls. And then as they're leaving lunch, they have to take pictures and all this stuff. How do you feel when you see these like influencery stuff on these shows? So I was in the mall this evening and I saw like at least 15 teenagers, young adults, just posing willy-nilly, taking pictures, walking around, doing weird dances. I'm like, okay, am I in like all of your TikToks right now? Just walking in the background where if you just do an image analysis, you just go to find this Indian auntie just walking through all of these TikTok images. Like, why is everybody on their phone taking pictures of everything they're doing? Okay, enough already. Uh, of course, I yes. took pictures of every vegetable I grew yesterday <laughs> that I harvested from my garden. But I am not imposing it on everybody else. Yes. Okay, you know what else I just I literally just tweeted about it this morning because I was like on Facebook or something and you know Facebook gives you like the Instagram reels now as like suggestions yeah, at the bottom or whatever yeah, as you're scrolling. And for some reason it was like four in a row of like doctors, physicians and scrubs giving medical advice while like doing little dances and pointing to like empty spots above them where like words show up. I know the ones. I know the ones. You know the ones. And like if yeah, I if the my thought bubbles the thought bubbles that chill. Yeah. And they're also like doing a dance. They're doing like the new Barbie song dance or whatever. And like if if my physician, if I was like if I was pregnant, if I was pregnant <laughs> and my OBGYN was I found her on Instagram pointing out what to do during birth while doing like, you know, I don't know, some dance, right? <laughs> like the cuff it challenge, I would give birth to my own baby. I would be like, you know what? I'll just do a home birth. Home birth. Women have been doing it for a million years. Yeah. I'll just, just do it I'll in the backyard. In the backyard, in the woods. I'll give birth in the woods. 
I can't. Like, (laughs) I'm begging you, if you are a physician and you're listening to this, please don't make a TikTok. It is so embarrassing. Why are physicians (laughs) on TikTok? It's not just physicians. It's not just physicians. It's everybody. Everybody and their grandfather is making a TikTok now. But that's, there are funny TikToks and I enjoy funny TikToks. There are informative TikToks and there are some that, you know, okay. But these, they're the ones that are these, oh, did you know? And all these conspiracy theories, those have me laughing my ass off about, you know, this is what happened. Hitler was supposed to do this and then he did, but no one's found this person ever again. He just disappeared. <laughs> those, those get around with the Daisy Auntie WhatsApp community. Yes. <laughs> My mom, not the Hitler ones, by the way, yeah. but like the other no. ones where it's like, did you know? And I'm like, I, I'm 1000% sure that this isn't even factual. None yeah. of this is accurate. Why are uh-huh. you sending this to me? And I have to tell my mom sometimes, I'm like, it's a 12 minute TikTok. This is too long. the ones i hate the most are the ones where they're doing something and they keep doing it for the whole 10 minutes they'll do some activity and they're like okay we're going to pour aluminum uh, melt aluminum and pour it into a watermelon (laughs) and you're going to see what happens okay and then we are slicing the watermelon oh it's still hot it's still hot just you wait what happens and it's like a whole 10 minutes and at the end of it it's like a goop that comes out and now like what how how okay so how are you the the part of me that wants to know is how are you monetizing idiotic things like that like if i watch 10 minutes of it how do you make money because you're not selling me anything you're just pouring aluminum into watermelon how are you making money they make money off of views. And so here's what ends up happening. You now spent 10 minutes looking at that person's bullshit video. The algorithm thinks that you give a fuck. And now suddenly, every time you open up an app, one of their dumb fuck videos is going to show up. And you simply looking at it for three seconds is going to count as a view. And now this person is making money off of you. No, but how? So the person is saying, I have 10,000 views. Okay, but who's paying you for that? Like you're not advertising anything. You're not yeah. selling me anything. There's no, there's no uh, commodity that you're selling other than views. Yeah, you can make money off of views. And that's that just boggles my mind. <laughs> like well, you are not okay. So you have ten thousand followers. So what? I'm not. You're not selling me anything else. You're not doing this whole thing. And at the end of it, you're not selling me scotch, scotch bright, you know, sponges or something like that. You're not doing anything. What am I looking at? There's no ads. Nothing. What is going on here? I don't understand. If I, I used to say all the time back when Instagram was like limited on who could have mm-hmm. like a swipe up link, right, to like yeah. get sent to like a, a, a purchasing website or whatever. Yeah. I used to say, like, as soon as I get 10,000 followers, because that's when you get the swipe up, yeah. I would put everything on a swipe up. Be like, this is the toothpaste I'm using. Swipe it up. <laughs> I would make money off of literally everything. Buy literally <laughs> anything from me. Okay? You want to buy a plug-in Kmart Christmas tree? Here's a swipe up. <laughs> I would swipe up everything. But now, you don't – there's no swipe up. Everybody has yeah. links. 
yeah. it's too late. Also, I yeah. still don't have 10,000 followers. So yeah. I am still behind. No, but even without the swipe up, I don't understand how these particular videos make money. But it, well, anyway, that's my, but, I well, don't know. It, my brain doesn't work that way. So I, you know, so when I see an idiot doing a TikTok somewhere, in, you know, especially a young person, I'm like, get it. I'm like Vicky. I turn into Vicky. I'm like, get a job. Get a, get job. a job. Do something your useful with your life. Get a job. <laughs> I seriously think like this week I have sort of, uh, this is a sidebar, but this week I think I moved into the senior territory. Somehow my brain just shifted into AARP, AARP territory and I'm closer to that than anything else now because my neighbors just had, my new neighbors, three doors down had a birthday party or something and they had the whole backyard lit up. They had a proper DJ and they had singing and dancing till 11 o'clock in the night. And my ass was scrolling at 10 o'clock. I was scrolling the county, uh, you know, noise <laughs> ordinance pages and figuring out where do I, who do I call? This is too much. I am ready to sleep. Go to bed, all of you. <laughs> yeah. I physically tell myself not to do it i'm like you're turning into an old person please don't do it they will they're not gonna go on till one o'clock if they do they go to one then you can call the cops you don't have to call the cops now it's only 10 30 you can you can keep quiet you can let them go until 11 <laughs> it's okay i'm also the same way like even in i live at the dead end street like there's nobody here ever mm -hmm making yeah. any music or anything like that. But even occasionally, like at 11 o'clock at night, there'll be like, our neighbors across the street have kids who are in college. Right. And in the summertime, they'll often like, you just hear them outside, like yeah. where their friends are visiting and they're just standing right. outside, just talking and laughing yeah. and stuff. I'm like, that's a little loud. <laughs> just, I was texting my neighbors at 9.30, like, can you guys hear it? They're like, we are at the movies. We are not home right now. I don't know what you're talking about. Then at 10 o'clock, do you guys hear it? I'm like, yeah, we just got home. We cannot hear it inside our house. And I'm like, but I can. <laughs> yeah, no, so I get it. And again, this goes to Jenna Lyons leaving to go and get a good night's rest. Makes sense because yeah. I wished when there's all that noise outside, I'm like, I wish somebody would pick me up and take me to a place where I could get some rest right. because right. that's the most important thing. Yeah. All right. Anyway, the ladies are getting ready for dinner and there's a moment that I thought was so great and this is why like I really enjoy Jenna is Sai wants Jenna to dress seductively and Jenna makes a really great point which is like the way that Sai wants me to dress is a way that I used to dress when I was dressing for the gaze of men and mm -hmm. that's not something that I'm interested in anymore. Yeah. And I like almost wish that Jenna had said that to Sai that, that to be like to yes. Like, I I don't think that being seductive doesn't mean that I have to wear a skin-tight dress, or, which, by the way, she looked amazing. She but looked like, amazing. But she and looks cool and hot and sexy even It doesn't matter what she wears. She's sweater. fine. She, yeah. yeah. Like, I think Jenna Lyons is super sexy even when she's just, like, hanging out in jeans and, like, a big sweatshirt. Yeah, it's, some, it's her personality not and her presence, not her how she looks or what she looks like. I think she if she were 400 pounds heavier, she would still be the same. She would have the same yeah, presence. Her energy, her personality. Exactly. Yeah, her energy is that. But I'm just saying that she is um, 
she not it's not just Sai. It's like almost everybody, even after she comes dressed like that and comes down, Aaron is like, why don't you dress like this all the time? Like every one of them comments. It's almost as if they've been putting her down for her jeans and T-shirt and her shirts. And I don't know if how Jenna is okay with that kind of attitude coming towards her. I feel like Jenna is, I'm wondering if Jenna has such, like, even though she's so confident otherwise, she she's holding back a lot. Like, she's being very, very, very um, understanding and okay with them picking on her like that. I would be upset if somebody told me that. I know. And I think, like, she's giving them a little bit of grace because she understands that they're, like, 10 to 15 years younger than her. But mm-hmm. I do wish that she would be, like, what is considered sexy to you and what is considered comfortable to you is very different. When I was in my 30s, I dressed like you guys too. And I'm not dressing the way that I dress because I don't like my body or whatever. Like um, the very first episode, she was wearing that like low cut blouse and like all this stuff. I think that there's something like really important about Jenna Lyons, which is, again, she's a lesbian. The other thing is she dresses purposely very androgynous like that is always her look and like even Sai being like oh she's so boring she only has button downs okay that's her style like leave her alone yeah and Sai has a has has this attitude and I think the, the others have too that you have to be very overtly feminine in your clothing for to be considered sexy yes you cannot be sexy in a boyfriend t-shirt and just jeans which and is I crazy. don't understand that. Yeah, which is yeah. crazy for all these women being in the fashion industry. Like, how yeah. do you not know that? You know, ever since Jenna Lyons and watching like Roni for the last three weeks, I have been wearing more and more jeans. Me too. <gasps> I'm like so comfortable now. Jenna like, Lyons. I'm just we're more. I keep yeah yeah. I literally and it's spent, like like while I was in the mall again, back to the mall story. I was yeah. looking at. Large, you know, the white T-shirt that she wears. I found a couple in um, in a couple of stores, and I was looking at them today. I was like, I'm general lines, yeah. And 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 that's the thing, right? Like, I think that's so refreshing because for like seasons upon seasons, we've seen housewives wearing very similar outfits, and like, Mm -hmm. I just think this is so refreshing and so cool. And Certainly, her jeans are probably $200 and mine are $12 from Old Navy. But I do appreciate her like – I'm more influenced by her in her comfortable clothes than I would ever be in like the luggages of clothing that Cy brought. Or any of her – I don't remember. Literally, I don't remember what Cy wore. I don't remember. Yeah. I had to think hard. I'm like, wait, what did she wear for the khaki thing? I'm like thinking hard to what she wore, but I know what Jenna Lyons wore and I know there was something comfortable. Yes, exactly. They have dinner and they play truth, two truths and a lie. Uh, why? Why? <sighs> why? This is this is why they need to play this when they first audition and they are selected to be housewives on a franchise. I think they should put all the housewives into a room and say, play all the games that you need to play to get to know each other right now and yes. get it out of the way yeah. if you're not going to film it. This is yeah. because get they're trying to get face. to know each other while they are being filmed. Yeah. I I, I, I didn't care for it. Jessel shares the story about this popsicle uh, and her cooter biscuit. And 
I was confused because she said I got it stuck and then she said I didn't get it stuck. No, and she said uh I have oh I have put a popsicle. Oh, okay. And she put she's it like it didn't get stuck. It wasn't oh. stuck. Okay. Well, yeah. All right, Jessel. Jessel trying hard to come off so as hard. super sexy and I'm like uh I don't understand this. I don't, I don't understand, understand how you, I don't if think you're Jessel this knows sexy and you're this freaky, then why haven't you had sex with your husband? Well, she did say that she did not do that with her husband. Yeah. She did also say that she made out with a rapper. Yeah. But that was a lie, right? That was a lie. No, no, that was true. That she was made out with her. The lie was that she's had very quick sex inside of the Soho house elevator. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um. Anyway, um, I noticed also that as soon as Jessel, everybody's talking about Jessel and her popsicle situation. Oh, Jessel's freaky. She's freaky. That Bryn started showing everybody her boobs for attention. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I was like, Bryn, knock it off. Yeah. And Bryn, the minute Jessel upped the ante with a freaky story, um, Bryn had to say, well, if that is true, then I'm going to take off my clothes and run around the block. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> Whatever. Um, they sit around the fire pit. Bryn and is just waiting to get naked wasted. She just she wants is. that moment with um that Sonia and Ramona had in the pool. The tiki yeah. torches. She's like a little bit of Leah. She also is reminding me of like Brandy Glanville, which also makes sense from like the Lisa Vanderpump connection. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. Um, they do the fire pit and Bryn is like flirting with um Aaron's husband on the phone, which okay. Um, but this is when yeah, what do they Sai call is something talking. Abe. What do they call she, him? She calls him Abe, Abe the Babe. Abe the Babe. Yeah, I think. I don't know. Oh my god. Um Sai, Aaron, and Jenna are talking, and this is when Sai shares her life's about growing up Mm -hmm. and i have to say like i want to see more of that Mm -hmm. i don't want to see the influencer i make a lot of money now whatever like yes we know that you grew up poor but like talk to us about that relationship a little bit more like i like the fact that you know all this stuff about sai and i have to say that like you know when we talk about we wanted to see a more a realistic story Mm -hmm. of like what looks like and what what new york is made of Mm -hmm. new york of stories like this of people mm-hmm. who come up with nothing and somehow make it to like being able to live right. their big dreams and everything like that there's a lot right. of people that grow up the way that did, moving around having to work while in high school all that stuff there's a lot of people in new york city that grow up that way especially kids right. like high school yeah. kids so i thought that that was really really interesting and it was like can you do more of that and less of the, I'm going to pack the car with like a billion outfits and then wear the gift. And that I'm I- glad that uh, Bryn was, Sai had somebody else as in Bryn who could understand what Sai was saying because the other women were like just staring. Like, I don't know what you mean by poor. What is a dollar tree? What is that? Yeah. So I feel yeah. like if, if it Bryn hadn't been there, as the other person of color that has gone through this kind of situation and has come up, I think the other women couldn't have been able to relate to what Sai was saying. So I'm glad that Bryn was there to kind of bring Sai's story to light. And I think Bryn needs to bring a little bit of that as well. I want to know more about Bryn rather than just her, you know, I'm a sex kitten kind of 
persona. I want to know who the real Bren is. I want to understand Sai as more of having a lot more depth than just the uh, influencer. Yes, but I also think that Sai came on this knowing that she could now get her business to scale because she would be on, she is the one that can probably leverage the platform the best uh, because she's already on that kind of trajectory. So she could probably leverage that the best. So I think she came on there and she feels like uh, a little bit like she needs to talk about her career because she's using this as a platform to scale up. But I think she needs to put that, uh, now that we have heard enough about it, put that on a little bit of a back burner and let us get to know you better because that's what is going to sell in the end is your personality and your stories that make up the person that puts all the in, uh, you know influential things on Instagram. Because yeah. otherwise mm-hmm. it's just an empty head, um, you know. Yeah, exactly. That. So, I mean... If you and I know a lot of people like I get annoyed. Yes, there's something annoying about Sai being an influencer and all that stuff. But let's be honest here, guys. When you get on Real Housewives, you then afterwards become an influencer. Like, yes, they make money on these shows, but if you go on all of the Housewives pages, they all are bleach, uh, teeth whitening. Um, you know, swipe mm-hmm. up for whatever their new products or whatever. They yeah. all have sponsorships. They all are doing all that. So. Yes, Sai is an influencer and she's a content creator, but these housewives also use their platforms now to sell their products, which Sai is already doing before she gets on Housewives. So yes, it's different yeah. than what we're used to, but it's not any different than what any of the... Do you think Gina Kirschneider is doing any real work? <laughs> Do you really think she's selling houses in OC? <laughs> that lady is selling skincare, okay? She is selling skincare. She's selling crest whitening strips. She's, she's, you know what I mean? She's selling like flat tummy tea. Like that is what she's yeah. selling. She's not, yeah. she's doing what Sai does. But like right. Sai's been doing it before she got on Housewives. And it is impressive. I, I think that like I never followed her. her. I know some people that did. But um, I, I do want to see more of that. Like I don't need to see you selling your shit on this show because you've already been doing that. That's already yeah. covered. I need yeah. to see who you actually are. Yeah. And it's and I kind of believe that about everybody, right? Like, okay, fine, your business is your business. But like on Real Hustles of New York, how much did we even ever really know what anybody did? No. Well, like, has Dorinda ever had a job? I don't think so. No. But they were like wealthy by marriage. Yes. Sure. And Ramona or was not a business. wealthy, like Sonia, who kept making <laughs> those toaster oven. <laughs> And now he's yeah. like building a city of Benton, one, you know, one, one fence at a time. Listen, she put up that playground. Let's talk about Crappy Lake real quick. Do you have any other thoughts about yeah. New York before we go to Crappy Lake? No, I was just saying that, you know, even in Crappy Lake, uh, the point about influencers and housewives, um, and even, even in Crappy Lake, when they run out of money for the fence, um, and they decide to put it up themselves. They're like, oh, we're not going to ask for money. We're just going to put it up. And uh, Luann is like, yeah, I'll just make a few more, few extra cameos and I'll make up for that money. So it's like, yeah. okay, so it's not a lot. So I can make that quickly. Exactly. Exactly. I feel like that's the only job we've ever seen Dorinda do on Real Housewives of New York. She was sitting on a park bench once and was making cameos and was like, yeah, you just crank a couple of these out and make a couple well, hundred bucks Well, now she has day. Bluestone Manor and she has that yeah, sure. spirit, whatever the she bourbon. has, bourbon yeah. or something. Yeah. 
or whiskey. Yes, whatever that is yeah. that she does. Yeah. But besides that, I mean, yeah, we've never really seen any of them work. So it's exciting to see that. Okay. On Crappy Lake. Um, mm-hmm. I'm loving I was Cra- Crappy Lake so much. I was – it's just so easy breezy, so chill to watch. And um, they are so I, I, adjusting to everything. I mean, they went and made the bed <laughs> of a stranger's, um, you know, hotel room bed. Our yes. brother, our brother who runs that motel, he he's putting yes. them to work. He's like, pick up all the, yeah, I'm like, oh, ladies, you're touching those sheets. God knows what's been on there. <laughs> Lord knows. <laughs> like, turn on the UV and- light. You probably wouldn't be sleeping there. And I was so proud of them that when they go to go like the park, uh, the playground situation, they, yeah. they go. One of the things they tell them is, we put on bras today. <laughs> <laughs> They're like, it's a special day, so we decided to wear bras. <laughs> okay, don't you think that Craig and – okay, if <laughs> – I feel like Craig, the public works guy who's uh-huh. helping them build – the playground uh-huh. and Luann could uh-huh. be like the stars of uh-huh. a Hallmark movie uh-huh. of like a, you know unexpected yes. love <laughs> oh notebook part two Luanne. notebook part two man <laughs> I like you know she's a city woman and he's a country guy and he's like there are pains in my ass and then you know they're building a park together and then suddenly they fall in love I know I want sparks to fly between them. I want Luann to find her love in one of these little towns and give up the Countess thing and just move in. Yeah, she it. I think she would be happy. I was like thinking to myself, I was like, Sonia and Luann could probably buy a house in Benton and live happily ever after. With all the money they have, they could buy a nice house. People will respect them. They would love being the center of attention in a small town. And they exactly. could just they could just have the small town would be their fan base and they could be like going around with and waving their hands like queens all the time. In the Piggly Wiggly, you walk in and you're like waving at all of the people there. That would be just they, perfect. They could literally be Lady Morgan and Countess Luann of Benton, Illinois. Like they right. could be. They could right. live up to their like titles now. So yes, absolutely. I loved it. I love that show. It's just so fun. Like, and it's so sweet because like the whole thing with the dog, uh, the um, what is mm-hmm. it? The uh, yeah, the dog park, right? Like the mm-hmm. the kennels, right? And they wanted right. they, they didn't want the dogs to be like stuck in these yeah. small spaces and all that stuff. And then making that fence, like. They genuinely were like, no, we're really concerned. Like, I think that this yeah. is really important. And like, you yeah. genuinely saw the love for like their yeah. those dogs or whatever, right? And like, there's this moment where Luann is talking to the lady who like runs the dog yeah. shelter, and she's, she's like, like, yeah, I like to get some cardio. Tail. Yeah, she's like, I'm chasing tail, and the lady's like, I'm just running the shelter, like. <laughs> She's so good. Uh, I love her. Uh, hey, the speech that Luan keeps going. It's speech that oh, Luan the, the, the They gave the her a big sister, and she's like so excited about cutting a ribbon. <laughs> oh, my God. oh my God. That was like the highlight of <laughs> in all these years at Roni. They, they never gave her a pair of scissors to cut a ribbon. Yes. <laughs> She oh, bare- just was so remote funny. at that point. <laughs> yes, one hundred percent. 
Um, <laughs> I just love it. Um, did you – I have another question for you. Did you see any of the clips of Nini on Carlos King's no, show? No, I did not. I have avoided it. Why? Okay. So one of the you things that you give me a recap said, of what happened? No, I, did, I didn't listen to the whole thing. I watched a couple of clips, so I wanted to get your opinion on it's this. It's too question. loud. For me, it's too loud. It's too loud. Carlos King is too loud. He's too yeah. loud. But yeah. – he asked her, like, what do you think about Andy? Like, what could you would you mm-hmm. say to Andy right now if you could? And she's like, oh, I heard you had kids. I'm so happy for you. I know you always wanted to be a dad. And she says, I wish that, like, things didn't – she says something like, it's sad to see where we are now, and I wish nothing but the best for him because I really care about him. But I just think, like, I think – she said something like, I'm a Sagittarius, so what had happened, it happened. But, you know, I, I don't hold a grudge, and – I just wish that things could be better with Andy now. And I'm like, you called this man a cokehead, a racist, which I don't necessarily disagree with. Mm. But you took them to court. Once Mm. you do that, you have to understand, like, you've now cut off ties. And it's okay to say, I cut off ties with this television show. I never imagined myself going back. I don't think that there's any chance of me going back. No amount of money would have me go back there. But I can appreciate whatever the show was. I appreciate, Mm -hmm. like the legacy and i do mm. think that i was an important part of the show whatever but for needy to sit there and be like maybe one day i'm like that's insanity like you yeah. are you are delusional yeah and she also said that they i don't know what she meant by they but she said she and kim kardashian came up at the same time and that they what? posted up right it doesn't make any sense <laughs> Keeping Up with the Kardashians started a year before Real Housewives of Atlanta even right. went on air. So, yeah. and while I think that there was a time when Nene Leakes was as Nene yeah. Leakes and Kim Kardashian were neck and neck, I think yeah. Kim Kardashian marrying Kanye West kind of like changed everything blew that for off. the Kardashians. Yeah, yeah. yeah blew yeah. it up yeah. in different ways. She's like, I was at North's baby shower. But, you know, ever since then, I feel like they pushed me to the back and they moved her up front. And I feel like and I think what she's trying to insinuate is because she's a black woman, which mm-hmm. could be true. Like, I do think that there there is a, a thousand there's percent. No, it's apples and oranges. It's, but it's apples and oranges. oranges. How are you comparing comparing the Kardashians with yourself? Like, she's so speaking of influencers, they had an influence and a business that was in, in millions and hundreds of millions of dollars. That they were able to leverage the show and make. So they yes. have they were like way ahead. There was no comparison here. And I have to say, like, when I was watching that, I was thinking to myself, what businesses did Nini have? Like Nini this, wanted to become yeah. a movie star and a TV star right. and all those things, right? And she was very talented and she was doing great stuff there. But Nini, I think she had a store. She had was yeah, Tags she had like yeah, store? she had a t- she had a store, and her her store was here too at the National Harbor. Um, yeah, I but once walked it. through it. It's like a little tiny store with like weird stuff in it, like just random clothing. No, yeah. no particular co- cohesive theme or idea there. Yeah, so I feel lot like- of leopard print. I remember, and fur, <laughs> fake oh, okay. fur and leopard print is what I remember. Like envy. Yeah, Rosa yeah, Gorga. yeah. <laughs> Pretty much. But that's what I'm saying. Like, it just, I don't know. It, it made me sad because I'm like, I wish that Nini would get back into earth and like be realistic. But I think that she's just so far gone. Like, I love her. I think that she's always going to be the most entertaining yeah. person to be on Bravo. Like, there's yeah. no, she is another person who is not of earth in yeah. a way. 
I I but, really think Nini going was a good thing and she should stay gone. I yes. think all uh, Ramona going was a good thing and she should stay gone. I might welcome Dorinda back once in a while just because, you know, I love a good drunken slur every once in a while. It makes me laugh. Me um, but, um, and I also think that Teresa should be gone and stay gone. Teresa and yeah. Melissa should be gone and stay gone because I think all of these are, we as society have moved on. So I think this Roni re, um, reboot has been a good reboot and I wish they would do that for the other franchises as well. Yeah. I think it's about um, I agree. I agree. Um, I also don't give a fuck about Vicky Gunvalson and suddenly I watched the OC mid-season trailer <sighs> and I was like, why is there so much? And it's again, we're getting drunk and we're peeing on ourselves. Yeah. Okay. Keep so, it up, girls. Watch what yeah. happens to OC. You saw what happened in New York? Like, keep it up. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. Right. After a certain while, you know, senior incontinence is uh, elderly incontinence is just a medical condition. It's not funny anymore. <laughs> just where your depends. Okay. <laughs> Take a page from Rena. Okay. Yeah. That was the other thing on Crappy Lake is when they went to the store and they were trying on wigs and Sonia said to Luann, you look like Lisa Rinna. <laughs> I love her. Uh, yeah, I love I do. her so much. Uh, all right. Well, that's it for this episode. Yeah, it was a good episode. I mean, it was a good, um, you know, filler episode. I think it revealed more another layer of monstrosity from Jessel, um yes. on the New York episode. And I think that was good. I think we are seeing the characters being built, yes, so to speak. Exactly. And I think, I think it's going to be interesting going forward. Yeah. Next week, her husband is going to tell her that she's a nag. <laughs> <laughs> her husband is going to be like i don't know we are married and i think the last thing i was supposed to do was give you babies and i did that i don't know what else i'm supposed to do next i'm just <laughs> gonna sit here and do my work and make the money that you can spend and that's about all i'm gonna i plan to do exactly exactly <laughs> um, you are going I to be unsatisfied but so are millions of other indian you know wives Exactly. The rest of the <laughs> exactly. Um, all right. Well, that's it for this episode. I will be back later this week to talk to my brother about some pop culture stuff. I also was on Ryan Bailey's podcast, So Bad It's Good, um, with Ryan Bailey. Nice. Uh, so go it's check funny. that out. Um, Thanks. And, <laughs> and then um, also I'll do a little mini Atlanta and OC recap later on this week. So. Nice. You're yeah. watching Atlanta, huh? I, I am. I stopped. Oh, I'm watching Atlanta because Drew Sedora is a level of delusional that could be a superstar. And I think that that's really <laughs> fun to watch. You mean the kind that smells her own armpits? And <laughs> <laughs>